0: You are listening to The Booth Podcast, Saskatchewan's home for unfiltered sports analysis, hot takes, and wild, wild conversations. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Booth podcast weekly NFL show Jesus Christ we have a lot to talk about this week it is a huge week perhaps one of the biggest events in our football watching times has happened so we needed an extra special monumental show this week joining me as always Davey O'Doyle Richard Reese Shonsby but hold the phone for the first time ever making his booth Debut, ladies and gentlemen, our dear friend and now colleague, Braden Johnston. Braden, how is it going, man?
1: Good, good. I'm excited. first podcast, be. so let's go.
0: Hey, well, we you know we we brought you on for a reason, because you know we've alluded to it a lot of times on this podcast that you know there are some friends in our circle that. You know, wouldn't be too happy with some of the ways we talk about the Broncos. They've met Carter, but now we have BJ on here as well. Dave, how are you doing?
2: All good in the hood, my dude.
0: Hey, there we go. Rich?
3: I'm I'm mediocre because, you know, I I see all these teams making moves, and I wish my team would make moves, and I'll just sit here as a mediocre Vikings fan.
0: That's... uh... Tough. That is tough. Um just want to do something. I know. I know. Man, hey, I'm still holding out hope that one day Kirk Cousins will he'll you know what? If you love something, let it go. He's been there for it's time to just push him out of the tree, whether he can fly or not. But of course, the move we all Saw it sent shockwaves around the NFL world. The reason BJ is on here today, Carson, Carson Wentz.
2: to the commanders' <laughs> man. I, I knew that's why we were on here,
0: <laughs> absolutely, man. Oh, that was awesome! Hey, hey, nice. Um, no, of course, we're just being silly, we're just being silly. I know you're used to seriousness, but this is just goofing around, Russell Wilson traded to the denver broncos for a kings and queens ransom a lot
1: change chump change
0: there hey chump change is fucking cents on the dollar love that bj thoughts man you got a guy you got
1: the guy oh pure pure elation for the last 48 hours i guess less than that but oh yeah it's it's a good time to be a bronco fan it's nothing but positivity now after so many years of being down in the dumps so okay
0: it was oh, great research it was shelby harris Noah Fant, drew Locke, two firsts yep two seconds yeah was that it
3: and a fifth i believe and a fifth yeah and a fifth for Didn't russell you- wilson and a fourth
0: and a fourth right
1: yeah
0: hey you got a fourth too let's let that doesn't I- go unsaid
1: No, that's being that's being overlooked quite a bit.
0: Hey, for all you know, you might find the next Russell Wilson in the fourth. You don't know.
1: Well, hey, Um, we got a strong history of drafting in the back half of the draft. So
0: sure do, sure do. That's that's when you make your team, man. Everyone worries about these firsts and seconds, but thirds, fourth, fifth. Um, yeah, this is crazy. And before we started the show, I was trying to figure out when the last big trade like this was, I guess it was a year ago, uh, Matt Stafford, Jared Goff. But before then, I mean, shit, it'd probably be Jalen Ramsey, huh? Darn. But before that, like, (laughs) man, NFL trades, it seems like they're happening a lot more and they are blockbusters. It seems like once a year now, we just get an absolute blockbuster. And this was huge this is this is huge like it's amazing for the sport
3: it's it's so good for the league to have these huge trades because look at what twitter was like yesterday it was a hundred percent nfl at least my feed was which is kind of biased because it's usually hundred percent nfl but <laughs> even more so it was just everything was russell wilson and everybody was talking about it it's great for the league to have these blockbuster trades every year
0: Oh, no doubt. And, like, you can't expect in every year. But, honestly, at this point, like, I'm kind of getting accustomed to it. Like, the year that there's not a trade and everyone's locked up and everyone's content with their roster, that's going to fucking suck. I don't want that year to come. That's going to be regular water for sure. I want trades all the time.
1: Um,
2: so let's, let's break this down. The Broncos absolutely hosed Seattle in this deal.
1: Thank you. Thank you. 100%. Right? Like,
2: like, let's be real. Russell Wilson for any first rounds, yeah, no brainer. Second rounds, like, K okay, cool, but like who who really gives a rip? And then you look, Drew Locke stinks. Like getting him out of your building's probably better than having him there. You fill the void with Russ anyways. No offense gone, but you have Albert O waiting in the wings. So what did you really lose? You lost Shelby Harris, which is big because he's a good player, but you got he's a franchise also- quarterback and you've lost Shelby and that's it?
1: Yeah, and Shelby's north of 30, so. That's
2: what I'm saying, right? So you have well, to fill a spot at D-tackle, and you've got a franchise quarterback. Honestly, not-
3: having a hole at defensive tackle is your biggest problem. That's a really good problem to have.
0: Well, and also, it's like, it's not like Shelby Harris was like perennial all-pro 16 sack a season Aaron Donald. Like, you guys have Chubb. You hit on Jonathan Cooper in the seventh last year. Like, you have a good a good to great defense Shelby Harris yeah good vet tough loss but hey Shelby Harris or Russell Wilson like I you could make the argument that you like I know you can only trade what three years in advance I think so you like there could have been an agreement every year Russell plays you owe us your first and that probably still would have been a fair deal yeah yeah Especially because like you didn't trade you didn't trade the pieces that enticed him. Like you didn't have to give up Judy, Fant, Javante, all that. And then he gets there and it's like, fuck, this is Seattle 2.0. Yeah. Where you stand, Rich?
3: I want to give you the Broncos 2022 opponents. We don't have the full schedule yet, but we have the opponents. And what's their record going to be now? Just off of this. Yeah, they have a fourth-place schedule, Yeah, exactly. right, we do. Yeah. So, at home, you have the, oh, the Ravens, Ravens do, too. Cardinals, Texans, Colts,
0: Okay, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. BJ, you keep track of the wins. Okay. I'll be the losses. Is,
3: okay, Cardinals, Texans, Colts, Jets, Niners, Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders. On the road, you have Panthers, Jags, Rams, Seahawks, Titans, Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders,
1: Ravens. Well, so quick math. I got 11 to 12 for sure. And I got like On four or
0: because typically think...
1: the way the Broncos go, and maybe maybe Russell changed this, but typically the way it's gone is we get dog walked twice by the Chiefs, and then we split one and one with the Raiders and the Chargers. So the way I see it is ideally we're going to steal at least one from the Chiefs now. Yep. We should get two over the Raiders, and we have a real shot at getting two over the Chiefs. But I always, just Charges. to be safe, that's the formula I go with, is we get half division wins, half division losses. Just to be safe.
0: Yeah, I, I when I was just doing it, I gave uh, one and one versus the Chiefs, and you swept Chargers and Raiders. Okay, um, so I
2: mean, and just off, I, off the top, I have eleven wins, right? Like eleven and six. Yeah, yeah. So
0: that's that's
2: that's like you're making the playoffs. 100%. That's the standard.
0: Like this Russ move is is huge, because like. Yeah, oh, yeah, a lot of pieces got moved and stuff. But, like, for the landscape of the NFL, like, the AFC is impossibly hard at quarterback. Derek Carr, I think, is an easy top 15 QB. Like, I think that's a, that. I think that's he's so good and so underappreciated. And he is far and away the worst quarterback in the AFC West.
3: I can't remember who tweeted it, but. Derek Carr has to be the best, worst quarterback in a division in he's
1: history. Your, all time.
0: <laughs> Der, put Derek Carr on, on any of the Raiders teams from the 80s? Dog, they're a dynasty. I mean, they kind of were, but, like, Derek Carr, yeah. Like, he's so good, and he, he's he got to look around and be like, fuck this. Like, Derek seriously.
2: Carson, he's the seventh best quarterback in the AFC that's unbelievable.
0: That's insanity. Yes. That's the thing is like I was thinking, just with how good quarterback talent is, I'm like Lamar Jackson, unanimous MVP a couple of years ago, right? Like freak talent, borderline top ten. Like there are so many guys. It's like, I, yeah, I'd probably put him in there. But it's like that. I have to.
2: What? Yeah, it's it's wild that Lamar is like around that seven eight spot now. A right?
0: fringe yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. We have Herbert. We have. I mean, we still have – we're waiting on a guy like Trevor Lawrence, who now he has Doug Peterson and stuff. It's like, oh, what if he pops off? What if he hits like we all think he's going to? And then all of a sudden in the AFC you have Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr. It's unbelievable. What if Malik Willis hits in uh, – um, well, he has to go to the NFC, I guess, now because Denver has.
2: Let's not even mention if Deshaun somehow becomes innocent oh and plays for the Texans.
0: Yeah, if Deshaun like- gets the remote from click, goes back in time and corrects all his mistakes, yes, that would be, oh, my God, incredible.
2: Okay, so so I have a I have a question here. Just flipping a bit to Seattle, Um, is Pete Carroll deciding, like, we need to rebuild this thing from the ground up And he's on his way out And he wants to give the next people their stuff Because you don't just cut Bobby Wagner And trade Russell Wilson in two days And be like, yeah, no, I won't be around And he's like 75, like, let's be real That's the
0: this. thing, is, is Pete Carroll really going to rebuild Like, he's, yeah, he's on the wrong side of 70
1: Well, and I think he said he doesn't want to So, I mean, is he just, he's doing this stuff To clear cap and to clear
2: spaces So that he's, he can peace out
3: if if what just happened in Seattle happened to me,
2: if I were Pete Carroll, I just retire right now, right? Today. That's what I mean. I'm... You give him cap, you give him all these picks to work with, right, so that you don't leave Seattle stranded and hopeless, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Like he's probably, I mean, he's debatably. I think he is like a Hall of Fame level coach. He is, yeah. And you know, he wants to he doesn't want to just fuck over Seattle and leave. And then everyone in Seattle hates him like, you know, kind of curry favor with the fans and, and stuff like that. Yeah. First of all, just quick side note, bring Bobby Wagner to Baltimore. I would absolutely go. Wild. I, want to, I want
2: him to go to Dallas, man.
0: Dallas would be cool, but if Dallas gets, um, if Dallas gets like the Kobe D in the draft or, Devin I haven't Lloyd seen that draft
2: in like I they, I know there was initially some rumor but I haven't seen that draft to them in weeks or like months, you know what I mean Yeah yeah. I mean for a guy like Micah Parsons to learn from Bobby Wagner.
0: Yeah, but for a guy like Patrick Queen to learn from
2: Bobby Wagner. yeah I, I mean I get what you're saying and I know why you yeah. want him, but it's not anywhere near as sexy as in going to Dallas.
0: Honestly, I don't ask for much. I just want Honey Badger, JC Jackson, Bobby Wagner. Devonte to unsign the tag. And I want Alejandro Villanueva he retired. You can just you can just forget he existed. See, I I can but Dave brought up a good point. He DM would me that notification when I saw it and I'm convinced of this. Alejandro Villanueva the whole time was just a mole on the inside. Yeah. That's yeah, all in was. That was going. Who who did TJ Watt tie the sack record against this fuckhead, you know, this guy was an absolute turnstile all year. Got beat like a drum by Max Crosby and unique in week one. And it didn't get better. And then he goes, Oh yeah, I'm retired. Okay. So six years in Pittsburgh signs a big deal to come to Baltimore sucks, And then just dips. We cleared up like $8 in cap, whatever. I don't know.
2: That's all I'm saying is follow the follow the crumbs, man.
0: No one, and I mean this, man. I'm so, no one can convince me otherwise. He's, for those of you that know, he's made, He's might be ahead of Reggie Wayne and Pat P. I just, no good words about that guy. If you're listening, don't, because it's probably not the podcast for you, Alejandro. It, We'd
3: man. love to have you
1: on.
0: I'd love to have you on too. And I'd be like, dude, I I, you know, wasn't even a premier high school tackle, but you suck absolute ass. (laughs) 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 There's nothing you can say to me, but I can say it all to you. Like, (laughs) God. Anyways, anyways. The other QB move that was today or yesterday. Get my days. I think
1: it's this this morning.
0: This morning. Carson went traded from the Colts to the Washington Commanders for two third-round picks. Um, And then a bunch of reports came out saying that Carson Wentz basically just sucks as a person and a quarterback (laughs) behind the scenes. So, tough look. but I don't want to say
2: I told you so, but I will say I I told you so.
3: Carson Wentz sucks ass.
2: Man, Carson Wentz brainwashed the fuck out of me, dude. I still think he's good. I don't fucking like, and it's the thing, like, I don't know why. I don't know how And it, maybe it's his arm. And maybe it's the fact that like, he has three really good games a year that are important that he wins. And like last year he played really well, despite like his three really gross mistakes were like highlighted the night level awful, but like that dude only threw seven picks. He's not that bad. This is not a big issue if they beat Jacksonville the last week of the season. And that was not all on him.
1: This 100%. isn't as big of a deal.
2: He is still in Indianapolis if they beat Jacksonville, and they didn't. Yeah, they didn't do it, but I'm saying this guy's not as bad as you think he is. Is he the best quarterback in the league? No. Is he a top 10? No. Is he like 13? I think so. And Washington upgraded tremendously from Taylor Heineke. Will this get him to the playoffs? Probably not. Dallas will still probably dog walk him, but this is a way better move than I think people think it is.
0: 100%. Okay. Because, yeah, like you said, he had seven picks last year, okay? And obviously, it's two completely different scenarios. But, I mean, Joe and Lamar both had, what, 16, 15? Carson Wentz had seven. And, yeah, were three to four of them, like, the Kyler Murray throw from the end zone? Yes, okay, they were. But he had almost 30 touchdowns, okay? He was, for the most part, pretty good. To great, like again, one I wouldn't say
2: to great, I wouldn't put too great, but I would say he was very good. <laughs> like, he's very good at times, he
0: was in that yeah. range. There was, there was times it's like shit, that, that 2017 Carson Wentz, he's in there, let him out. Um, but yeah, I think this is obviously it's not like getting Russ or Rogers or you know,
2: I'm not saying I'd rather have Carson Wentz than have Jimmy G or Teddy Bridgewater. Or guys on that level, I'd rather have Carson Wentz than them because at least you know his upsides better.
1: Yep, yeah, I'd agree. Well, and like you can still say Carson Wentz is going to be high and above better than any guy that comes out of the draft, at least initially.
2: Yes. Yeah, I'm saying this is the best. This is probably the best move Washington could have made because Aaron and Russ were not going. There. Mm-hmm.
1: Outside of Deshaun, but that's still a huge question. Mark. But yeah, people are like, I'm pretty sure everybody's bailing
2: on that. He might go start the process to go to jail on Friday, I heard. So <laughs> because they have like a big hearing about his case on Friday. So
1: shoot. <laughs> oh. That but is sucks. It, has he even been like criminally charged yet, or is it still all civil? Oh uh, yeah, it's if... all civil so far.
3: Yeah. So I don't I think, think so.
1: you can actually go to jail for civil stuff, can no,
3: you? No, it would only be um, monetary fines, but yeah, I, so think, like
1: I, think, the they're, they're, I think they're criminal.
3: They're trying it
2: criminal, I think. Yeah, oh, okay. Like so that's this hearing on it, to see Friday. if it's be
3: criminal. I'm wondering okay. if this hearing on Friday might be about the criminal investigation. I
2: think it is. Yeah, oh, okay.
0: So hypothetically, he gets cleared, and Deshaun's in the mix. Obviously, that's a slippery slope, dangerous game to play. <laughs> Keep then him out of your
1: training room. Yeah. yeah, or keep them in your training room. supervised at all times.
0: True. Or then, like, do you look – if you're Washington, do you just sit there and be like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit.
2: Send Carson Wentz
1: to the Texans, man. Oh, well.
0: Okay. Goes back to the in-division. He's Indy. indie.
1: <laughs> True. Well, I saw this year, like, he gets to play Philly twice, obviously, and he gets to play Indianapolis.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's incredible. I guess sticking with the NFC East this week, there was also we officially know that somehow, some way, whether it's a trade or cut or whatever, Amari Cooper, Gonzo, and there was uh, allegedly some comments said to his quarterback Dak Prescott, which were fucking hysterical. Um, if true, <laughs> if not still hilarious to me but um where where do you guys think there's some landing spots for a big amari coop he's a consistent like 1200 yard receiver
2: uh i think i'm on like he's great but i'm on the side of dallas actually on this one because i heard because of this they want to bring back Gallup. i know they have cd lamb and michael Gallup and maybe a guy they draft then amari just because i mean amari's a band-aid and he's a lot older than those other guys I like Amari, don't get me wrong, but he has a market that, like, if you can trade him, trade him. Because, I mean, like, a team like the Patriots need him. Like, lots of teams need a one receiver. So, I'm, I'm kind of on the train with them of a, like, we probably, we need to get younger soon. Not that Amari's an old man by any means, but I'm, like, the Raiders could use him again, right? Like, I'm, I'm on board with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, do you think it's almost like an OBJ thing where it's like, a team that just need, I mean, like when healthy, the Rams have three number one wide receivers. like teams are just going to load up on firepower. Do you think a team like honestly, like Buffalo just takes a shot and be like, fuck it. We need to compete with the chiefs. Like
1: that would be dangerous.
0: That would be dangerous. And then like, I mean, they see the Russell Wilson thing too, and not directly in the division, but it's like, shit, you know, we can get as many great corners as we want. Like, the game, the way it's moving, is it's just offense. Like Stephon Diggs, Amari Cooper, Cole Beasley, Gabe Davis. To so
3: nice go to team. the like not competitive teams right now, I think a landing spot could be Jacksonville. Um, not not great for Amari, but you've you've got a team who's who's looking for that weapon for for Trevor Lawrence and the. Jags have eleven picks this draft to throw around and and maybe make a trade here. So,
0: I think they also have close to like eighty million dollars in cap. Yeah, so they could take on his contract and it wouldn't be terrible. Well, um, yeah. Also, oh, PJ. I
1: was just saying, on the flip side of that, the cap discussion is like Tyron Smith is really old and he's getting hurt a lot. Zach Martin is older and he's very expensive, and I think they're paying Lela Collins like. Getting rid of – and the Zeke and Prescott's contract too, right? And I think – do they have any big defensive contracts? Uh DeMarcus Lawrence.
2: DeMarcus Lawrence is gone, are... though. He's leaving. Right, okay. Because he asked <laughs> him to take a pay cut, and he won't. And he right. wouldn't. And I'm, so, so well, that's, the, well, that's the only other team I can say I'm tuned in with outside of Cincinnati is I listen to Dallas Cowboys stuff because they're my second team, right? And from what all I'm hearing is everybody's like, we need DeMarcus Lawrence because we don't know – what Randy Gregory can do without him, we don't know. We don't want to have to move Michael Parsons to be the edge guy. It sounds like the writing on the wall has been there for Amari for a long time. But Demarcus Lawrence is the one that a lot of them say that they need and they're not gonna do. So then it's another classic move of like, wow, Jerry Jones just likes to pay big. But when it comes down to these big players that they probably need, he's like, Whoa, well, we don't need you, we can get something newer, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, to me, man, the way I always look at it, just speaking of Jerry Jones, is like, I don't think Dallas wins. I mean, it's not really a hot take anymore. They're not going to win a fucking thing until that guy leaves. Like, all he does is just pay big contracts. And then in four years, when those contracts look brutal – He's like, oh, well, will you take a pay cut? Because, you know, you're playing for America's team. And they're like, fuck no, you signed it.
2: And he's I, like, it's, that weird, it's that weird thing that they've always done, right? They had those 2013-14 yes. with Romo where they were like a top-of-the-tier team. And then you have that little dip where they have to start getting rid of guys like Dez. And then, then they dip back up when they get the rookie years for Dak and Zeke. And Amari comes, right? And then these contracts are all coming up again. And he signs the big... And now he's back in cap trouble, right? It's this up and down.
0: Because mm-hmm.
2: I mean, like, hey, like, I'm not going to be a guy who's like, don't pay your guys because there's some guys you need to pay. But it's the erraticness of that, right?
0: Oh, for sure. And I mean, like.
2: Because t- I mean, they have to pay Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. And like Sue, right? And like Grandy Gregory this year, they need to start paying C.D. Lambs coming up pretty quick. Like they need to pay those guys.
0: Well, and, like, we're seeing it with Kyler and stuff. Like, guys are wanting their money earlier. Yeah. Because they're like, look, we're seeing these guys that are retiring at 30, 31, whatever. And, you know, what if I do tear my Achilles next year? Like, I don't want to be disregarded. Like, they just want their money, and I'm totally, yeah. Yeah, when money. we
2: when we get to the tag, we'll talk more about that. Because I think that's a lot of the problem for some people. But, yeah.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, so, as of right now, Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence – on the way out um but yeah i guess um well i guess we'll fit him right in here might be a bit of a gamble but speaking of which calvin ridley suspended for the whole 2022-23 season for betting on games
3: good i think it's a worthy suspension
0: i do too but Okay, now here's, now this isn't, this is going to sound insensitive or whatever, or it's going to sound worse than I mean it to. Was the whole break from the game, was it that? And he was just betting on these games and he was just in a bad place because that's possible. Or was that just a front and something else was going on? Um.
2: I don't just, think there's anything mysterious. I think he's just kind of stupid, yeah. honestly. Yeah, they lay, I don't, what, they lay out what the rules are. You can't do that. Yeah,
3: I don't think there was anything. Yeah, where he was going to plan to throw games and that kind of thing, but you you can't do it. It's it's a slippery oh can't speak, but a slippery slope from the point where you're just betting on games to the point where you're throwing games, and the NFL is clear that that's not going to happen. So if you do it, you're gone for a year. Yeah. Now there's the thing going around right now, showing the suspensions in comparison of domestic abuse and child abuse and stuff like that. And those look bad on paper. Those look terrible and the NFL needs to do something to fix those. And I don't think it's reducing the suspension of players who gamble. I think it's increasing the suspension of guys who
2: beat women and children. I mean, I mean, that is absolutely probably a good thing to do. But just on a side of like, do we watch the NFL to be the morality police or to keep the keep football intact, right? What do we want the NFL to do here? I'm not saying that they shouldn't like suspend these guys harsher for beating their wives and stuff, like definitely. But like let's not be Blurred the lines of is the NFL the police or yeah. are the NFL trying to keep football, you know what I mean?
3: So I guess that's where there's a difference too is These guys who are beating their wives and beating their kids, they are being punished by the law. A guy who gambles on a football game is doing that perfectly legally.
0: Yeah. But it's against
3: the rules of the league. Right.
0: Yeah. It is kind of funny, though, that as soon as as it's like something actually nefarious and dastardly and sinister like domestic abuse or whatever, it's like, hey – come on get the, get out of our game and then as soon as it's like you know again potentially maybe affecting the cash flow of the NFL they're like you motherfucker <laughs> you will not do that again do you understand um yeah i mean we've been unfortunately we've been around for a lot of players that have gone down rich ap ray rice shake hands there we go um i mean zeke des bryant like it's 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 fucking shitty but what's shittier is how bad they bungle the suspension and stuff afterwards i mean i think they've kind of been getting better but still it does look kind of it does look kind of bad um the only thing it's like hey at least he was betting on the falcons to win like he was he wasn't going against the boys.
1: Did that come out? I thought I heard that he, he stated anyways, that he, none of the games he bet on involved the Falcons at all.
2: They did, but they were just parlays. They were oh, parlays okay. that had like the Falcons it was, it was winning nothing in. that he
1: could have insider okay. information on. He's just parlaying games.
2: Gotcha.
0: So, Hey, he's still down. He, you know, rise up Atlanta, right? Um, just know he doesn't have a betting problem. Does not have a betting problem. He said it. I believe him. You know, he's Do you know what people who have problems don't say they have problems? He doesn't have a problem. Um, but yeah, which is also like, and this is weird and obviously like you know, if you do have a problem or whatever, don't get help or whatever. But like, he he could have bet a lot more. Like oh definitely. I, not that. Do you think he was almost like dipping his toe in the water? He's like, let me just see if I can get away with this. Well, also, how do you how do you find that out? So many
3: questions. Yeah, like I don't. I Have wonder if it was door? something where, like, yeah, he bet what fifteen hundred bucks, dipping his toe in the water. Like, I'm a, like, Calvin, it's not a different suspension if you bet fifteen hundred or fifteen million. Like, it's yeah, he
0: should have bet he should have bet like 50 million dollars on one game and just been a baller and then one but i like, guess okay.
2: this is another slippery slope like do players get suspensions if they bet on like the, the time of the national anthem and stuff not related to the game do they still get penalized with that i think if it doesn't involve football. Right? I
3: think as the NFL, you just set a clear and hard line that this is a suspension if you bet on NFL football and NFL game-related things, and you well, just it, set that line.
0: Isn't it betting on the outcome of the game? Isn't that the... It might be. I think that might be the... the
2: I mean, you could, you could put a bet on yourself over under how many catches, and you just fucking, like, don't, don't catch the ball, right?
0: Uh-huh. Maybe that's why he fucked over everybody in fantasy. I guess you could just... Okay, so it must not be the outcome of the game. It, but what if...
2: Just I don't think, bet. Don't bet. Or don't be like Calvin Ridley and use your name. Yeah, hey, it's me, Calvin Ridley, betting on games. Hey, give some money to your friend or something, dude.
3: How did it get out? You are an NFL player with millions of dollars. And you can tell somebody or pay somebody to put a bet down for you
1: well exactly you just you take you go get yourself cash of whatever you want to bet you tell your buddy who is allowed to gamble to hey put this much down on your account here's cash clean hands
0: i just i don't understand how i just don't understand how it even did he report it himself or did did he tell someone in the circle? Oh fuck, I lost 1500 bucks on a parlay cuz
2: I assume it either just like came out someone's like, "Hey, you're Calvin Ridley, you like bet on this or whatever and probably the internet got it or mm. the NFL has a deal with like the brokers, like FanDuel and all that stuff like, "Hey, if we think your players reported, you have to like report this, right?" I assume that's one of the deals. True. Or or Calvin Roder- Ridley just picked the wrong people to tell. Like, "Hey, I gambled today." <laughs> like
0: yeah, and they, and they instantly, they thought, you know what I should do? I'm going to call Roger Goodell directly. And they, they fucking did. Bama receivers this week, though. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um,
1: I, I found it. Okay. So somebody tweeted out. They were, like, asking how he got busted. He was in Florida using a, a legal gambling app, and it said the app notified a compliance company that the NFL is hired. For this kind of exactly this situation, and then they were obliged, he was flagged, and they had to tell the league.
0: So first thoughts, don't use an illegal gambling app.
1: No, if, legal.
2: Oh it I think said, legal. I think legal. Illegal. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I no they just have it third was party legal. services roaming to make sure right, that right. the guys right. are using it, right?
0: Makes yeah. more sense. Big brother always watching, nothing safe. Um, love that. Um, yeah, so. Damn receiver's kind of been in the news, but moving on, we did have, and we said it already passed, right? The deadline for the um, franchise tag to be applied. Yeah. yeah. Um, some big names got it. Of course, there's one that's near and dear to this uh, to this here pod. He bought the damn shirt already, and then he went and got franchise tagged. That is Mr. Jesse Bates. Dave thoughts.
2: Um if he doesn't get signed by July, I'm pretty sure he's gone, to be honest. That's just how you value safety in this league, especially the Bengals, how they've shown to value safety, which is they don't. Um, like I said, there's a chance that it still gets done. They just raise the cap, and depending on how we use our money in free agency, there's still a shot that he can get a deal done. Because I know Jesse wants to be here still, but from the new stuff I've heard, I think a lot of that stuff is about upfront money which the Bengals have got better at but don't love. And then it sounds like the agent is pushing pretty hard to make Bates like a top two or three paid safety in the league. And I mean, not that he doesn't deserve that, but it's just a lot of money to pay a safety, right? So if it doesn't get done by July, like the history indicates he's they're just going to let him go. right? I mean, they probably pay a better corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, that's what it is. And I hope they get something done. But they we know T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, Logan Wilson, those guys' contracts
1: are coming up soon. Smart do you goals. think he uh do you think he sits out the season if they don't get a deal done beforehand? I don't think so. he,
2: he, he he didn't do it last year. I don't think he'll do it this year. He might not go to OTAs, but he's not gonna sit out the season. He's not that guy. But I can't. If, shit. if I just he does really notice- make a point, he might sit out OTAs.
0: Right? I just got a notification Jesse, but said he'll definitely sit out this whole season. So that's Direct, that's wild actually. He even if he
3: gets a deal done, even <laughs> he,
0: said, he said, Especially if I get a deal done, I'm sitting out this whole season. That's and it's, crazy. It's,
2: it's like a weird precedent that the Bengals have set, though. Because I mean, I'm not complaining about it because Trey Hendrickson's amazing, but they let go of Carl Lawson just to fill the gap with Trey Hendrickson, two guys who are like the same age, play the same position. And then the Jets basically gave him the same big money deal that the Bengals gave to Trey Hendrickson, right? So the Bengals have set this precedent that, like, they're okay with, like, leaving their drafted guys that they invested time into if they think they can do better. Which, I mean, it's not the worst strategy, but it's the weird, like, you don't value your own drafted guys as much. So it's that weird thing of, like, if we take a safety high this year, I wouldn't be surprised if they just like, oh, as long as this guy doesn't completely suck – we'll just let Jesse walk. Right.
0: Yeah. That is, that is kind of weird. That is kind of weird when you put it out like that, but I mean, I guess, so you look back at George Iloka, Reggie Nelson, like you guys just,
2: it feels like they'll have like a, we we value very specific guys. We value D line. Obviously we have a quarterback now, so that's good, but we value D line really heavily. And then we value our cornerbacks really heavily and we value receiver heavily and we don't value anything else nearly as much. We've let all of our guards go. Um, we've only had one really elite guy like Geno Atkins, but we resigned him, but like, we've never valued linebacker. We've never valued safety that way inside like guards. We've never valued that way. And that's why we were in the shape we were this year. Cause we don't keep guards. We don't pay for guards. This will probably be the first year we pay for offensive guards and centers. Right. Cause we never have before. So it's just meaning the president said is like it looks bad, anyways.
0: I get, and I feel like if you guys didn't make it to the Super Bowl this year, you wouldn't pay for guards again. But I feel like because it's like magnified, like everyone's talking about it, that Mike Brown's like, "Oh shit, maybe I should protect
2: Joe Burrow." And I mean, there's a chance too that like a deal does get done. It doesn't sound like we're done talking to him by any means. And yeah. if we spend less in free agency than we figured, we might be able to get a deal done. But it just sounds bad, especially with all of those guys' rookie deals pretty coming up pretty quick. That next year's not the year we're going to sign them. It's going to be this year, or it's going to be bad, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I mean, I you're obviously our resident Bengal, but uh, yeah, it makes sense. And I mean, he is like a top five, top three safety in the league for sure. But... Yeah,
2: like I said I don't know if if he wants to be the highest paid safety and reset the market. I can totally get why you don't sign him. But if he's being at least a bit realistic and not wanting the biggest contract as for safety, we should probably bring him back. right?
0: What if he wants, what if he's saying, I want to be the highest paid player in the league?
2: Even if he's saying, I'm not even going to justify that, but even if he says (laughs) I want to be the highest paid safety, I'm okay having him play on the tag. And if he does play like he's done two years ago or played in the playoffs all year, and they probably will pay him, right? But if he has another down year worrying about his money, then he might be gone, right?
0: Yep, for sure. Um, so I think, because I know the Ravens didn't use the tags here. Rich, did the Vikings use the tags? Don't year?
3: believe we did, no.
0: No, BJ Broncos? Nope. Nope. Um, I think, so there was Devontae Adams and Chris Godwin are probably the biggest two outside of Jesse Bates. Um
2: Orlando Brown for the Orlando Chiefs. Orlando
0: Brown for the Chiefs. him. Oh, okay. Dalton Schultz for the Cowboys. David and Joku for the Browns.
2: Gasecki um, for the, for the Dolphins. Mike Ken for Robinson the Dolphins. for the Jags. Um. Yeah. So I mean, and then under the guys who didn't get the tag that might have, but also but signed big deals was Harold Landry got a boatload for a five yep. year deal with the Titans. Well And Mike Williams signed a big big three year deal with the Chargers. Yes. Yeah.
0: Mike will. Yeah. That's, I mean, Keenan Allen's getting up there in age, like not that he's old by any means, but I think the Chargers are saying like, Hey, Mike Williams is going to be Herbert's guy. Like that's, we're going to try and develop that connection as they should. Um, I think probably most notably JC Jackson did not get the tag. Um,
2: what well, do we really expect that from the Patriots though? If Bill you Belichick. actually look at what the Patriots have done, their, their last tags were, like, Joe Tooney and Kickers. Like, they mm-hmm. don't use the tag. They respect that, like, if we use the tag, we we're going to resign you. And if we're not going to resign you, we won't even put you on the tag. Bill mm-hmm. Belichick plays hard and quick. Like, okay, just leave. Like, he doesn't care, right?
0: That's what he fucking tells him, to. He says, get the fuck out of here if you don't want yeah. to be here. And they go, Bill, what the hell? Like, I said that... I...
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, Bill Belichick is by far the most, like, ruthless, like... He uses the tag how it's intended to be used. And it's not a game like it is for some other teams. Bill's front and center. You're in or you're out, right?
0: Yeah, and I mean, the Patriots, like, it's notorious with Bill, but he moves off guys earlier than a lot of other teams would. And especially when it comes to corner. Stephon Gilmore had a defense player of the year, and he said, get the fuck out of town, you asshole. Darrell Revis wins the Super Bowl, has a couple great years there. And he says, get out.
1: Like he just keep to
0: a keep to He says I mean, it, it, these all sound
1: horrible,
2: corner. but to be completely fair, he's reloaded the chamber every single time. Oh, that's oh, what yeah. I mean. It's like he's
0: like, You don't, you're gonna ask for too much money. I'll make another you.
2: Like, I don't know what the market is for cornerback money exactly, but JC Jackson is Mr. INT as he claims to be, and he's like 26 or 27, right? Like, he's gonna get a load. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. And Bill knew he wasn't willing to pay him even
1: part of that, right?
0: Well, I think he leads the league in picks last what, two or three seasons for sure?
1: Yeah. You know him and Zayn. I think Howard it's, or... I don't even think it's that close. It'd be like him and Howard and then
0: then a drop off. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, and, and the thing is, is like not that these guys go leave the Patriots and instantly collapse. Like there's been a few where Bill's let them go too soon, but For the most part, like, shit, like he's pretty good at identifying. I know, I know you're about to fall off. Like, all the indicators are you're about to fall off. Probably the biggest exception was Tom Brady, which I was in Bills on Bills' side too. I mean, the guy was fucking 43. (laughs) Like, yeah, he's probably going to drop off. But, um, yeah, I think, um, other free agents this year, there's, I mean, we got Teron Armstead, Chandler Jones floating out there, Tyron Matthew, Bobby Wagner now. Like, this is going to be a good free agent class, or this is a good free agent class.
2: Yeah, there's, like you said, there's lots of them and there's lots of quality players, right? So, I mean, it's going to be money's going to be flying free. That's why they just bumped the cap up, what, like five million or something more than that, something like that. But
0: yeah. Um, I guess you know. So we talked a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago or last week. Can't quite remember. We did our quarterback roadmap, um, and it seems like as soon as we did that, everyone started to pick destinations. Um, so we got Russ going to Denver. We got Carl Wentz going to Washington, and um, Aaron staying. Aaron staying Green Bay. Yep, yeah. him and Devonte at least one more year. So I guess that last dance post wasn't it, but. Um, I guess still on the market. We got Jameis, Teddy, Mitchell, Trubisky, Marcus Mariota, just for free agents. Like they can decide there where they want to go, obviously. And then Jimmy G, and at the behest of one of our one of our hosts here, Kirk Cousins, we're throwing his name in the mix too. Um,
2: I want to throw one name that like. And far be it for me to say, like, hey, has nobody thought about this? Because I'm sure there's a lot more people looking for a quarterback smarter than me who have thought about it. But I've heard nobody say, is is nobody willing to throw like a third round pick just to be like, hey, can we try Davis
1: Mills? I don't think he's available. Like, obviously everyone's available, but yeah. from Houston's standpoint, I think they like him enough, right? But and hundred
2: percent. If- but I'm just, I'm just wondering because I've heard nobody. Mentioned mm-hmm. his
1: name one time, and I'm like, yeah, this guy's sure. probably a
2: lot better than we think, truthfully, because Houston was really competitive at the tail end of this year, and he was having some good games against good teams, right? Mm-hmm. Like,
0: well, was it was it Tua that he basically had the exact same stat line, Davis Mills so, yeah. and Tua, Davis Mills and Tua had basically the exact same stat line, and Miami's roster is a lot better than Houston's. Um, but yeah, I think I think Lovey Lovey Smith. Yeah, I think Lovey Smith came out and he was like, "We're sticking with Davis." Like he showed us enough. Obviously, you know, pending. <laughs> but I mean, if I was a team like needing a quarterback, or do you want this to be interesting? It's kind of just with like his build and skill set. Is like we talked about it earlier. But Atlanta throw a pick, let him sit behind Matt Ryan for a year. I know he was a starter already and you haven't be the heir? i was gonna say to the throne but atlanta's not really the king of shit so i don't know just the heir to the quarterback
2: one but i guess this brings up new new choices that need to be made like do the seahawks do something else that's not true lock and what do the colts do right
0: oh so, so the seahawks got the broncos first this year right yeah right so are the Seahawks going Malik Willis at nine?
3: I would assume they will. I think that he, makes the most sense.
0: Like I think especially like, prototype.
3: I hate, with this draft boss, we're like, I don't know if any of these guys are really ready to start right away. Wills is the one maybe, I think. Yeah. Um, We know Drew Locke can start right now it's not a good start, but he can.
0: Um, So at least you have a guy. Technically, any of the four of us could start, too. He can start and
2: (laughs) should start's a very big difference.
0: (laughs) Two different. um, He could maybe get you a couple wins. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I would hate to see the entire other team's roster get shot in the head, but he could technically win if that (laughs) happened. Um, Yeah, I, I... It's interesting now, It's like Denver's obviously awesome, fascinating, love it, can't wait to see that offense, can't wait to see that team, like I am so psyched for that, but Seattle just got so interesting. They have a, they basically replenished the picks that they traded for Jamal Adams, like they basically traded Jamal Adams for Bradley McDougald, obviously they lost their franchise quarterback in the process, but like, okay, so that trade is negated. And now you have – I mean, what if Malik Willis does hit? Oh, I, I think it's going to be hard to say, oh, what if he's the next Russ? But what if he's – by year two, what if he's like 55%, 60% of Russ? It's like, oh, shit, that's, that's a decent place to start. I mean, Seattle always has a great run game. They got DK. Tyler Lockett's there for a few more years. Like, Seattle could be interesting.
2: Their line's still messy, but, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, and
0: that is a tough division, so.
2: I'm I'm less interested in Seattle as I am in the Colts. Because the Colts are still where they've been for the last three years. Like, if we have a good quarterback, we're a really, really good team.
0: The Colts are the next Broncos, where the whole league's going to wait and just say, hey, get the guy. I want to see Quentin Nelson on the podium. I want to see Jonathan Taylor up there. I want to see all these guys, like Darius Leonard. Just get the guy in the room. Carson Wentz was a guy, was a decent guy, wasn't the guy. So if but you're now, Chris
2: Ballard, what do you do? What do you do today?
0: Davis Mills, come on down. Um,
1: do I think their up? only job option is Jimmy, honestly. Yeah. That's the way I feel anyhow.
0: Okay, here's a question then. Do you think the Colts roster currently – is better than the 2018-19 Niners roster. Nick Bosa's rookie year when they went to the Super Bowl. I'd say no.
1: Probably, I feel like they might be a little more rounded. Like, their defense overall would be better. The only place I think they'd really be lacking compared to that Niners team would be at receiver which yeah. if they trade for Jimmy and they don't give up too much, they can take a guy high or maybe get a guy in free agency.
0: That's true. I feel like they, cause Jimmy G is an absolute anomaly. I think he's garbage at playing quarterback, but shit, the guy wins 80% of his games. Like he's an absolute, like,
2: like I said, that's, that's an experiment though. Cause we're about to see if Shanahan is the God that people think he is. Or if Garoppolo's a miracle child that's not very good but wins 80%. We're about to see if those are one in the same or if they're completely separate entities, right?
1: Yeah. It's well, and it's, like Shanahan does have a pretty bad record when Jimmy G doesn't start. Like it's a right. it's a it's a different team.
0: Yeah. Yep. It's like the super D rate version of Brady and Belichick. Like, who was it? <laughs> <laughs> um I think neither is still an option, but uh yeah, I because I mean so of those other QBs that are free agents, Jameis Winston, that's basically Carson Wentz. Big athletic, strong, big arm, can turn the ball over like a motherfucker. Um Miss Trubisky, we don't know. Like unsure question mark. Because looked like an absolute buffoon, played like an absolute buffoon, had some decent upside. And then he left and then the world saw Matt Nagy for what he really was, which was the ultimate buffoon. And then you have Mariota and Teddy Bridgewater, who, I mean, Teddy, not going to, you know, not going to win you those games. He's not going to take those chances, seen it. And Mariota again, kind of a question mark, but he's just had longer on the bench. So of the guys that are available, like BJ said, everyone's available. But do you go with do you roll with Jimmy for the Colts?
2: I think you have to roll with Jimmy or you roll the dice on like Marcus Mariota and just see how it goes,
1: right? Yeah, I think those are your only two options. And I, the think, I think I think. Oh, go ahead. I'll put
3: the rumor out there because I'm part Kirk of Vikings Twitter is...
0: Kirk Cousins.
3: Kirk Cousins. They got the cap space to take on Kirk Cousins' contract and still leave them with about an estimated $20 million in cap space.
1: I mean, I don't think that's a terrible option either. I keep, I keep forgetting about him because his name's not in the news, but like... <laughs> If you put Kirk in that offense, like he's got the run game of JT, he's got a decent O line, and he works best, like kind of as we know out of the play action. So, again, it all the Colts and a quarterback always keeps falling to do they have the receiver depth?
2: Yeah. The like, only reason I would say no to this is because, I mean, they have the room, but Kirk has a ridiculous contract. He does. Like, does anybody actually want to stomach that contract? for Kirk Cousins, not saying, he's probably the best, re- like, option out of all of those guys for the Colts, but for that contract, he's not worth that.
0: Yeah, I, plus like, the thing with Kirk, for me, is like, he's got, not that Indianapolis doesn't have weapons, like, Jonathan Taylor, I think, is the best running back in football, but it's like, right now, he's got a top five back, he has a top five receiver, and Maybe not last year as much. He had a top 15, top 20 guy in Thielen. Like, he's got everything there. Um, can he make it work with Zach Pascal? You know, like, is, is Kirk the guy that can do that? I'm not sure. And, again, that is a monstrous contract. I think it's, Rich, is it just this year he's on? or is
3: it- Yeah, this is his final year of his contract. It's a cap hit of 45 mil.
0: Oh my
2: God. See, I I wouldn't. Yeah, that's, that's unbelievable. I would, I would be consider this more if they just didn't try this with Carson Wentz last year, they ate his whole contract because of Frank Reich vouched for him. Right. I'm pretty sure that bit them in the ass enough where they're not going to do it again with an even worse contract. Right. That's fair.
0: Like Chris Ballard seems like a really smart guy. So yeah, I don't think he would make the same mistake twice in consecutive seasons. A year before that, what they do eat Philip Rivers' contract for one season. Like it's.
2: Yeah, so I think third time's a charm where he's not going to fall for this again. I don't think they go Kirk. Only, like I said, this would be Kirk would be a lot different conversation for a lot of teams if he wasn't getting what, like, nearly what they're rumoring Aaron Rodgers to get per year, right? Like, let's put that into perspective. The rumors like he's going to get 50 million and Kirk's getting 45 million a year. Like that's unbelievable.
0: <laughs> I mean they they fucking both have the same number of playoff wins this year. Let's go. Hey, skull <laughs> <school>, baby.
2: <laughs> um yeah, this then by no means is this an anti-vikings thing. This is more of an anti-Kirk no. thing. I'm all oh, on I, board with Vikings, but <laughs> I, I I wouldn't say I'm an anti-Kirk. I am a
3: definitely an anti-Kirk's contract. Um yeah, absolutely. that's It's a ridiculous contract. It's going to be hard to find a suitable partner, especially because we're not willing to give up Kirk for nothing but a haul.
0: Okay, here's what you do. Hold on. I'm seeing the chessboard. I'm seeing it. This is a three-team trade. Okay, so Minnesota picks up the phone to initiate. Um. Wow, you
2: don't even hey. know what team they're calling. Nice. It's not
0: it's not gonna be a three-team trade. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a flip. So Minnesota picks up the phone. They call it's Jacksonville. Thing.
2: You, you already have the wrong idea. You didn't you said three Hey, hey, Delta hey, Delta hey, straight? It's play. my
0: turn. It's my turn. Minnesota picks up the phone and they say, Hey, Jacksonville. Kirk for T Law.
2: Do we have anything else we want to talk about? Like, because that's not happening. Yeah, uh, they're they're yeah. hanging up that phone immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah the phone's hung.
1: <laughs>
0: and then you flip. Shit, I don't know how it would work.
1: Yeah, nice, good trade. Do you, Do what Colts- happens when when the... Who's your GM now, Rich? can't remember.
3: Oh, why am I blanking? Um, Mensa. Oh, yeah. Quasi uh, Adobo Mensa.
1: Okay, so you give him that phone call. It goes straight to classic NHL games. You're relationship meter goes from good or moderate to terrible it won't even answer your phone calls anymore
2: it does that thing where you push like you offer the trade and it's like this is insulting that you'd even yes. offer this to us yes, right exactly
0: in my mind i thought jacksonville has like 75 million dollars of cap they could take kurt cousins contract get t law into indianapolis have a fucking dynasty down there and then minnesota ends up with like Josh Allen, I don't even, like, who do you want, basically, Bobby Okereke, Kenny Moore, what do you need, you know, but it didn't work out at all, crashed and burned.
1: Duval County would string Shod Khan up in the streets if he gave them T-Lot dog walk him twice a year for the next, like, 15
0: but it would be so much more fun to
2: watch. I'm
1: gonna say, like, it would stop being like oh, we're dressed as clowns in the
2: stands. Like we're dressed as Joaquin Phoenix in the stands, right? <laughs> I was gonna say
0: it, it. would go from being dressed as clowns to all to the last scene where one get where he, the one guy's on the on Shad Khan's ca, a car, and all the other guys are clowns riding beside yeah,
2: him. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. It get really gross quick, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my god
0: that'd be kind of dope though
1: like that almost warrants goodell stepping in and saying like we can't have this
0: yeah that's like when they strip to you of your
1: franchise
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's like when the nba Knicks the chris paul to the lakers trade the will be like nope we won't have it um <laughs> yeah i guess uh moving on we had the combine this weekend as well and, like, 18 guys broke the 40 record, so that was cool to watch. And then, of course, when the times actually came in, none of them did. Um, hey, Fast turf, man. New turf. Guy that was running the stopwatch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> can't Crash. have it.
0: We can't have it.
2: You know what's bad? When, like, you talk, like, I've heard people say, like, they talk to guys at the common, like, they're trainers. And they're, like, they've never even sniffed, like, 0.03 seconds of this like what is going on here right like what and usually your, your your trainer should be like will be like oh yeah he's so fast here's how fast he actually is and these trainers are like no shot my guys this fast
0: well they they had j- uh, just one of the instances they had chris olave run a 4 8 and initially i was like holy shit like he might be wide receiver one like you know past traylon Burks past drake london he might be the guy and then like oh it was actually a fourth three seven or four three eight it's like okay that's a tenth of a second slower and obviously a tenth of a second but like hey guy what the fuck are you doing baffling
1: to me no guy guy needed a legitimate leash on all day and somebody dropped the ball
0: like fuck! Have you guys seen him? He's running around here with a stopwatch. He's a madman, just timing everything. Um, oh yeah,
1: I saw him over at the end of the forties. <gasps> oh, oh no!
0: <laughs> oh god! How many people have broken the record already? Seven? <laughs> Shit! Um, yeah, it was. I mean, was there any like standout? What was the standout moment or performer at the combine for you guys?
3: I mean, pick me, all three size? of them
2: all three of them were, yeah, were, were georgia guys for me because i think it's obviously jordan davis had an unbelievable combine for a freak that size um what's six, the, six, the other three, guy's 40. name was Devonte wyatt Devontae was an wyatt. absolute monster and then quay walker those guys were all head and shoulders on the d line like above a lot of guys at, the, at those positions like this is a really strong obviously defensive draft for The Georgia defense, that was one of the best in college football history. Right? Yeah,
0: you're starting to see kind of why why they were Um, when every one of their guys is testing individually out of this world. Um, Yeah, Rich, you said that was that was probably the biggest story. Day one of the combine was Kenny Pickett's tiny hands. Kenny Pickett's tiny hands. I mean, and,
3: it's so crazy the like amount of emphasis that gets put on QB hand size to me, and I, like I guess it makes sense, but like there are teams that will now say Kenny Pickett is undraftable because of his hand size. i
2: would be worried about it. He kind of is not very good at being a quarterback before I worry about his hands. Exactly. Yeah, I would
0: look at the tape and be like, "Oh, oh, he's undraftable." <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, this guy's a solid fourth-round QB. I like that, right? Like, I was cool. just
3: sitting at work when that news came out about his hand size. I had a tape measure right there. and gave it a measure. Personally, I have the exact same hand size as Kenny Rich. Pickett. So I might as well go to the fucking NFL. Well, Rich, what size gloves do you wear? Mediums, right? Mediums, yeah. So like Kenny Pickett wears medium-sized gloves.
2: That's unreal. <laughs> yeah, that is that into
1: perspective for me think yeah there's
2: medium gloves. yeah like like are you I, me? I was i was in grade 11 wearing like large what is yeah.
1: like i by no means have be, i have quite small hands my hands are bigger than riches and like i can hardly grip like a decent sized ball let alone throw it 60 yards accurately
2: it's very
3: evident why he wears gloves when he throws i wore gloves when i played quarterback in high school because yeah i couldn't hang on to the ball because I have well, tiny hands, and so does
0: he.
2: And that's <laughs> I—that's I straight up didn't think this was a story. Like I—I didn't even care about the story until you said that guy wears medium gloves, and I'm like, oh, he actually has baby hands. That's tough.
0: Yeah. See, and the thing is, is like, so Joe Burrows were what nine, right? Nine on the dot, and that was a huge story when he
2: came out. Yeah, like nine, nine something. Yeah. Right, right. So it's
0: like if you think about that, Joe Burrow, national champion, sixty touchdowns. Goes to the NFL, absolute superstar, takes teams to Super Bowl and stuff like that, Now, knock off a half inch on this guy's hands, obviously the skill set, knock off a half inch of his hands, and honestly, reading Twitter that day, it was literally like Kenny Pickett went to the combine and stabbed a reporter to death, like you would swear to God he was in prison, it was just Kenny Pickett everywhere, and it's like, I mean, I don't think Kenny Pickett's very good, personally, but... It's like, just watch the tape. Like, it's not like...
2: Just watch the tape of him throwing in the hallway at, at the combine. That's all you need to see. That guy can sling it in the hallway. Do you guys see that? Dude. I yeah. think so.
3: so, the average QB hand size measured at the combine is nine and seven-tenths of an inch. Um, before Kenny Pickett, the smallest hands measured were nine inches, which was Burrow, Ryan Tannehill, and Jared Goff. And yes, then Kenny Pickett comes in at eight and a half inches.
0: Kenny Pickett has the smallest hands in NFL history? of of Since – I
1: I believe this is the
3: 39 – of the 39 QBs taken in the first round from 08 to
0: 2020. They're going to say since the dawn of And I don't
3: know if, like, maybe they didn't officially measure hand size uh, in – 408 so
0: so we started this segment making a joke about how kenny pickett's hand size are so small and he's gonna it's gonna translate to being terrible and what we've learned is kenny pickett's hand size is very important and it's gonna translate to him being terrible yeah holy shit i mean i like the stat too of like you know it's like how is he gonna hold on to the ball back there and then it was like desmond someone tweeted desmond ritter has like 10 inch hands and he fumbled 38 times in college. <laughs> It's like, yeah, <laughs> like I do because, okay, Rich, this is, you're the guy I go to for this. Yeah. College ball to an NFL ball. What's the. Uh, college ball
3: is a little smaller. I believe. I think it's a little fatter. Uh, the NFL ball's is an overall bigger ball, but kind of a slimmer shape. And it but doesn't longer, have the white
2: lines on longer. it. That's why Jamar couldn't track it. That's what he yeah. said. Yeah. No white that's lines. What, he was has like, the white lines.
0: That's why he was an absolute bust with uh with the drop problems that he couldn't ever. I'd
3: love to see Kenny Pickett try and hold a old CFL ball. Right now, the CFL does have the same size ball as the NFL. For those who don't know, didn't used to though.
0: Didn't used Wait, to. Wait, They switched.
3: They switched, so it's the same size ball as the NFL now. They do it still have the stripes on it though.
0: Okay, but this yeah. is a weird thing. And obviously, I think it's probably makes sense or it, it either makes sense or it, it doesn't make sense, which is everything. But
2: really, it, it makes sense or doesn't make sense. Tell me. It, more. It's
0: going gonna, it's gonna to fall in one of those two camps for sure. Right. Um, okay. Balls that have the white stripes on it, the spiral looks so much slower. Like, it looks like they're throwing it in slow motion.
3: I don't know if I've noticed that or not.
1: I, I, think I, it noticed, could... I noticed it in college because you can see them checkering. And sometimes it looks like it's not checking, but I think at the end of the day, like they're probably going the same. Oh, for sure. It's just like,
0: it's just like, it literally looks like, holy shit. How is that ball spinning? Like he threw it at half speed. And then you look in the NFL and it literally looks like just it. If you're watching it from afar and you can't quite see the laces, it looks like he's just, the ball's
2: not turning at all. Yeah, Is, Is the dress blue and black or is it white and gold? And it's that, the same thing is the ball wobbling or is it a tight spiral? We don't know,
0: dude. We don't know. But that was for sure blue and black, right?
3: Yes. Oh, that was white. Is and that? gold for sure? No way. Oh, okay. okay, we. It was it was black and blue. No, black and blue. White yeah. and gold. What are you talking about?
0: Was it Yanni or Laurel? Do you remember that? That one?
3: one was one where I could like, I could just like. Whichever one I was thinking of. Like, yeah, yeah,
1: that's that's exactly how that worked out.
0: Yeah. I think it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so, like you said, Georgia had a great – Georgia all-around won the combine, I'd probably say. Um, I think Baylor had the – the two guys that broke the combine record for a split second in time um, were both out of Baylor, were they not? They had so. uh, Tyquan Thornton at receiver and, oh, Kalen <laughs> Oh, someone. Shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, brother. <laughs> uh, hey, he fa- he's fast faster,
2: than, faster than our boy John Ross, though. So I hope those guys get taken right before the best QB in the league in this draft.
0: John Ross got <laughs> drafted at nine, right? Was that? John
2: Ross got drafted at nine. Yeah, the pick before Patrick Mahomes was John Ross, yeah.
0: So if we're going if we're going nine this year, Seattle, Seattle, taken based on speed. It never fails. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jordan Davis, I think it was a four seven eight. Yeah. 340 pounds and ran a four seven That's eight. Yeah, not. that sounds right.
1: It doesn't sound right. That's no. too fast.
0: Thing put this into perspective, Jordan Davis was what 0.07 seconds slower than Devin Lloyd.
2: <laughs> and I mean, that's the thing is like you can always tell if a guy, how truly, like if his speed is just like how legit it is by usually the rest of their stuff kind of correlates with it. Like when they run their other drills and like the broad jump, especially with that explosion, and like Jordan Davis absolutely killed the broad jump too and mm-hmm. stuff, right? Like this guy's an all around athlete,
1: yeah. He's not no. just a track star, no, no.
0: That was like, um, a guy that I kind of been following too. Just, I mean, I kind of liked the school. Um, and we had Carson Wentz, Trey Lance come out of there, but Christian Watson, he's a wide receiver coming out of NDSU, and he's basically he's like 6'4, 210, 215 with like Tyreek Hill ish speed. I think he had like an 11 foot four broad jump, like just. These guys now are just out of control. Like it's it's insane. It's insane. Um yeah, I, I can't wait for it. I can't wait till we dive into draft stuff, but combine's always fun to watch. What's your guys' favorite event at the combine? Hand measurement. <laughs> okay, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> they pull up the tape measure, tick, 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 tick eight and a half
3: what is my favorite event of the combine
0: honestly I'm... i don't know if it's a sleeper but vertical jumps always dope it is
1: see i'm really torn between like the 40 and the broad jump just because like yep. ev- like not that it's the most important but everyone puts so much emphasis on the 40 and because you get to see like holy fuck like that guy's blazing yeah. And then when people jump out of their minds in the broad jump, like you can see how far they're jumping. But it's really tight between those two for me.
2: I think minor bench press, because I can see who I can bench press more than for reps. <laughs> and then, but I think the one I like the most, especially because I like watching a lot of the defensive guys, is like um, watching like the shuttle and how fast you can move side to side. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially with linebackers, that's a big thing. And that tells you, like, speed at a linebacker doesn't tell you a lot, straight line speed, because you're almost never going straight line. So you That's need to know thing. how fast they're moving laterally, right? That's what I like to watch.
0: He's like Jordan Davis ran 478, and it's like, that is disgusting. That's insane, absurd, all this stuff. When's the fucking last time a D tackle had 40 yards untouched? Like, it, yeah. <laughs> it, isn't, it doesn't exactly translate. Like, that's why I let the broad jump just that
2: raw Right. Power. I mean, especially for the posi- line positions, I think the best thing to look at that is that the 10-yard split because, you know, you can estimate how much velocity they're getting off the line, right?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at these people who will write off linemen, O-linemen, if they run a 5-2. And it's like, yeah, motherfucker, what would you expect? Like yeah, obviously.
1: He might be then... late on a screen or two, but <laughs> oh but have
0: you did you see him throw up thirty-five reps? Like it, it just I don't know. Yeah, it's it, that's the thing is I feel like especially on draft Twitter, like everyone everyone takes everybody's measurements and they weigh them the exact same. And it's like that it, can't do it, can't win with it.
2: I think if you I think I heard if they did like by, like, actual, like, weight and position value and stuff, like, not position value, that's what I'm trying to say, but if you take it by, like, actual, like, weight and, like, how they adjust to, like, elite levels of their position, the Jordan Davis combat was, like, one of the elite ones. Oh, for sure. Right, like, him and Devontae White were elite. Two tackles, uh, two D-tackles from Georgia, right?
0: I do like whenever, like, I know DK Metcalf, when he did his, it was kind of the same thing, and Saquon, and Jordan Davis, it's always like, he's taller than so and so. He's faster than so and so. He's, and I like, (laughs) Dave, we were watching the combine, and the first bullet point they had for Jordan Davis was, he's taller than Rob Gronkowski. (laughs) Dave's like, is, is Gronk like known? Obviously, he's, obviously, he's a tall guy, but it's like, is Gronk like the benchmark for that is a tall individual
2: in the NFL? It's like <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is, like, is this the benchmark of height now? It's like, oh my god, you're taller than Gronk, you're massive.
0: He's taller like, than Gronk. This guy's a freak. It's like, oh he's a tall guy, but I mean, who isn't? Um yeah. Is there any is there any news we're missing? I feel like we got it all. I think I think we covered it. This is a fun episode. I liked it. Braden, I like having you on.
1: Well yeah, yeah. Love, love being here. This is a lot of fun.
0: Hey, there we go. Um so I guess in the next couple of weeks we'll be getting we'll be getting into draft. Free agency.
2: Free agencies first of all. Free agency, yeah. drafts. Free agency stuff, yeah. opens on the 16th, I think. I think so.
0: Holy so shit. So next week.
2: Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, um, the the NFL's in all year on league, dude. There's lots to cover.
0: The NFL is so far and away king, it's not even funny. Like, damn. Damn. Love it though. Um, yeah, no, but we'll be getting into free agent stuff, uh, draft stuff, and then right back into preseason eventually. Seems like it's right around the corner. Damn, I can't wait. Um, but as always, guys, appreciate you listening appreciate you all support just appreciate you and i appreciate you guys appreciate you um you can go like nope you can go subscribe no you can go follow us at the booth ec on instagram and twitter jesus christ uh but do go like subscribe share all that fun stuff go buy merch unless you're an absolute piece of shit and if you're an absolute piece of shit still buy merch you know Check out our fundraiser
3: too for uh, supporting humanitarian efforts in Ukraine. The link yeah. is in our bio on our socials. Um,
0: yeah. Are you a piece of shit? That's the test. Are you a piece of shit or are you not? Um, we appreciate all the help and just be a good person. That's it. That's the message. That's what, honestly, this whole podcast today, that's the message. Should be a good person, don't that's gamble on your own sport.
3: Don't gamble on your <laughs> own
0: sport, and if you are, at least make sure you're betting on your boys and Can't make sure you them. have
3: big hands.
0: And yeah, don't be medium gloves. I like how that's the thing that sent Dave over the edge. I was like, Holy, shit.
2: like <laughs> I never got context with it until now. Like, medium gloves are like little boy gloves, man,
0: dude. He's basically JPP. <laughs> Guys gripping it with a nub, like does he like, throw it with two hands? Does he together? actually?
2: Yeah. Does he throw it like he's like a kid, where they just kind of get their hand under it and like push it? Is that is that Kenny Pickett? I think so.
1: I'm surprised he doesn't throw like more like a Philly rib fit.
2: Yeah,
0: exactly. And they go, it feels like, "Well, it was when I was a kid, I was a ball boy." And Kenny Pickett goes, "I just have the smallest hands ever recorded, <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I do it." Um, Yeah, appreciate you guys listening, and uh, we'll talk to you later.
2: Kenny Pickett has sewing hands, not football hands.
0: Thank you for listening to the Beach Podcast.